Welcome to Call Me Talk Podcast. Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. Welcome to another episode of Call Me Talk Podcast, a bite-sized show. I'm your host, Alex, first-time guest. Happy to have you here and to my returning listeners. Really glad you're joining me. On this bite-sized show, I talk a bit about the Arsenal game and then pick out my top three Arsenal players who I think were great in the game. And one player I consider the odd one who just had a poor game or not good enough who just needs to be called out. Apologies for posting this a bit late as schedules had me in a bind, and but I still had to get this out. Arsenal at Goodison Park. What a relief. What a big relief. A win and six years voodoo finally broken. Thank God it's over. And for the game, I have to say... Whatever changes to the starting lineup that I may think is weird, interesting, or questionable still gets my respect. Easier to say after a good result, but for one, this Goodison Park voodoo is broken, so there is so much to appreciate and really embrace how some of these changes are very well necessary for our advancements in general. So if this is what it takes, I doubt we would have any objections. Raya in goal definitely was a surprise to me. Often in sports, we we associate a change as a drop in performance without giving room for other opportunities, strategies, or risks by the manager. But I think it's very clear that this is, you know, more towards strategies and at least a different idea of how you really capitalize and or take advantage of your quality bench or the players that you have in total so that's how i would leave it there start of the game arsenal kept a good control of the ball with fluid passes in everton's final third i think it was a good way to manage the tempo and settling in the game and it was to arsenal's benefit really because the chances you know, start coming from corner kicks, which were helping the, the, the momentum in attack. Seeing Raya's involvement in the passing was just like how Ramsdale would do. And, it, it, you know, clear, very well encouraging. But this wasn't just the usual build-up to stay on an attacking sequence. It looked like a game of patience or pounce on the mistake to catch a lead. And so from a number of passes, Everton wanted to build a run. It was broken up by Nketiah, and our first goal by Martinelli was an offside. I mean, it was a good goal, though. And it also sucked that right after that, he, he we just lost him with a with a hammy, and he just had to get, you know, subbed off. Arsenal didn't capitalize on the 80% possession, because as we know by now, the way that you may ev- evaluate a game isn't based on your possessions or having over 90 possessions of the game i mean that automatically should move you into very high scoring chances dominance control of the game in its in its entirety but it doesn't really paint the full picture because there's so many games where someone could have all the possession and really not have the outcome that they expect so you know, I understand that trying to find a break breakthrough against a low physical, physical low block formation in Everton's defense, it was not going to look pretty, and it didn't because all the great plays 
lived at the edge of the box. We did everything in the final third, moved all the way until we just got to that edge where we just couldn't do so much more of that imposing. Yes, it is a low block. You have a lot of you know, traffic within there. So a lot of block shots, a lot of easy tackles, just really get the ball off. And it's never going to be as easy flowing like that, that anyone would assume. And Arsenal's style of play was at least calling for the same motion to execute because in because we, we moved and, and, and guided the ball to both sides and it was really you know encouraging to see how we got control of the game and really wanted to do the same within the box but you know those were the challenges that we faced you know just trying to at least release a shot in so many ways within that flow wasn't so wasn't coming out or just you know get into that expected amount um Zinchenko gave Vieira an opening for a shot like Martinelli's instead he passed and Trossard coming in for Martinelli just didn't look ready at that time I think that was the only notable chance we had before halftime so uh, that's the way it went start off the second half a couple of good runs in the box played back for a shot and another by Odegaard was blocked pretty sure that would have been a goal but you know this is again back to the same situation of you know, all blocks and how crowded that position was at the time. Big factor there, though, was so much more quicker in the passes, especially in the box. Everton were very comfortable with boring play because they were hoping for a counterattack or set-piece strategy because of their size and how they were physically imposing and how they were just comfortable not really you know, playing off the ball. But, and, and then they also knew that they would capitalize on the ball being turned over when they were, when we got into their box because it's not just, you know, something that we, they would allow them to roam in the in their box and then take a chance without trying to defend or initiate their counter-strike. And in certain moments that we drove into Everton's box, there seemed to be an edge to get a shot in. And not talking about the block shots, but missing chances to find Saka or Nketiah at the other end of a cross. But I'll be lying if I said I wasn't frustrated because we did have moments and, and opportunities to do that at least once or twice. So, And that's good enough to convert that into a goal because we didn't have a lot of those within the box. And when they did come in, they were clear, open situations to release a shot to make something happen. But... You know, besides the block, we just didn't let that happen because our players didn't connect very well. Arsenal got on with it. It didn't. Re- it didn't seem to. They didn't seem to have any difficulty driving to the box much more than that, and they just kept looking for something to happen. It was just so much more of how they moved into the box, but just couldn't really get to that very end product. But then it was now a bunch of corner kicks. So hey, I'll live with that. It looked like. That was our entry path to chance creations, and which was good because it was very evident to the number of corner kicks that we had. The few breaks Everton had, Arsenal managed to contain the threat. And then Jesus came on for Eddie Ketia to change things up a, a bit, rightfully so. We continued to knock on the door to put the ball back up the net, but again, it was just corner kick galore, corner kicks, and... You know, it was collector's item for Pickford for one of the corner kicks that we had. And then the ball 
got kicked, you know, cleared into the middle of the field. Arsenal regained possession and then another corner kick. Now this was a set piece corner kick, I think. And with a beautifully constructed slick one, two touches of passes, it was a beautiful goal by Trossard and that really froze up Everton. It was such an amazing, you know, brilliant play and, um, you know, kudos to how they had, you know, worked on that. Then after Everton moved up into our, 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 our half, and trying to respond to the goal and we defended really well that was just something quite um, refreshing there and they had a couple of fast breaks but you know they just just couldn't really do so much with it we in turn had our own fast breaks which could have been a very favorable situation where one of the love passes was to jesus that drove all the way but got into the box and really you know knocked over and then another we were, I think, in the 3v2 situation. And that should have produced a goal, which could have closed out the game. But, you know, that just didn't happen. As much as Everton tried to build a comeback or create something, you know, Arsenal equally defended well and just didn't give them so much of that room. So, you know, besides a little mispass here and there at the edge of our box, we had a few nervous situations, but not as much that felt like a heavy threats coming from Everton. So that clearly showed how much we nullified any threat that Everton were trying to come 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 to us on the build to, to score. And thankfully, we did that until the final whistle. So there wasn't much more than that. So in the most sense of things, it, w it looked like a boring game. But looking back, it wasn't much of it because we had... A couple of good chances and we, we would have made this a 2-0 you know a match and match result but um, that didn't happen and there was excellent attention to, to the control of the game and being able to dominate and neutralize any counter-attack so while it may not have been the you know high scoring game and you know series of chances that really would have got off got us off our feet this is something that I can definitely embrace and really get to grips as to how the team will continue to adapt and play based on how certain teams are like Everton. So straight to my top three. First player, Zinchenko, 42 passes at a 98 accuracy. He was the third Arsenal player with the most touches in the game, I think with 100. And he was one of our better technical drivers in transition. He offered good balls on the left and in the middle to Nketia and to Vieira, which opened up chances that we were just unable to convert. But, you know, whenever he occupied the middle, he gave Rice a lot of freedom to defend up the page and link up with the center back. So, you know, I think his performance in this game was truly crucial. And in the replay, I saw a few mistakes, but, but a lot more passes than, you know, that you know his mistakes which were really dangerous enough directly measured in these shot attempts that we that you can go back and review in the in the total t statistics he didn't have to defend as much in isolation which would have pinned him back on that left and somewhat change our formation so i think his performance kind of helped in how we dictated the game so that was good for him second player rice 45 passes at 93% accuracy and I think he had he did have 101 touches you know just similar to 
the same with a similar amount to, to that of Zinchenko. Defensively, he was just sweeping off any build-up pass from Everton, and also contributing on the offensive side as we pushed up top into the box. His game keeps growing, and I imagine his goal contributions would pick up just like you know Xhaka's at the time. His defending gave me more confidence in preserve, preserving this one nil. So clearly, when we're singing one nil to the Arsenal, he was definitely one of those reasons. And he was in the middle of most of our, of our pressing situations to regain the ball in every other attempt, and that was just so good to see. And it's just impossible to not notice him in in these situations. So yeah, we're very lucky to have him. My third and final player, Odegaard. Had a great game, 45, 45 passes with a 90% accuracy, and he had 61 touches, so definitely, you know, offensively inclined. And he was really instrumental in our first goal, dribbling through, you know, into the box, and then trying, and then that was the kickstart of the chain of, you know, slick passes that, you know, got us that goal. And, you know, after he received it from Saka, he just did a whole lot more to open things up in that and create the tempo for, for that shot. And in, ter- in, in in addition, he also had some very good you know fluidity that was connected between Ben White and Saka. He has had this in the past, but you know, he had a little bit more, you know, ease to it and how he was connecting with Ben White. And I think for some reason there was so much more I noticed in how he drove directly into the box a few more times, even though he had lost the ball from from the from the defenders and as always his passes were just great there's nothing more you can expect from Odegaard and, and how he can just see and know exactly the right positions to drop the ball and pass to to, to the um, other players to really do something and definitely was one of his standout you know performance I don't have one odd guy today most of the players really played well nothing really felt like it was lacking yes yeah, surely on the offensive side, we should have converted to a few more goals, but it's not—it's not warranted for you know calling out any player in in terms of a poor performance. But what I will say though is Vieira has, you know, while he has been good, he can really crank up his execution in terms of his shots. And yes, he did take them not not in the most you know outcome as he expected, but that that is something to really keep an eye on and just continue supporting supporting him there. Special mention for Ben White, though. He played a really heck of a game, and, you know, I think his combination with Saka just keeps getting better and better, so worth mentioning. You know, with this game, I can live with a boring play. You know, it's all that... It all comes down to winning, and the way that we may expect the team to, to play, but, you know, turn out something different... It really comes down to that outcome. Even if we lost this game, I think I will still say just exactly the same because we need to have this mentality of a shift and not expect a very traditional way of how we, we did in, in this new season and how they will be looking at, they being the opponents, will be looking at Arsenal. I can't but just expect them to do something different. So that's, uh, that's how we just have to trust this club going forward. Yeah, at least we, we can, you know, be very uh, glad with this outcome and clearly knowing that this uh, c- 
curse, if you will, in Everton is finally done for and we can move away from all these problems we've had. Seeing the team leave a lot of good chances on the table, you know, that could have been goals that can hurt us. So essentially, we can crank up our ruthlessness and, uh, you know, convert that into places where we can really find a good outcome. Good news that we have the players and the competition to fix that. Champions League is here. Lots of excitement and I can't wait. Okay, folks, I'll wrap you here for this bite-sized episode. Until then, talk to you all later. Take care.